Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? On the first day of Hanukkah, my true love gave to me um, guilt. <laughs> I guess. I don't latka. know. I made latkes tonight. Latkes. I saw it. I went into your kitchen to get some water, and there was one final latka with uh, with the applesauce on the top, right? Was that what uh, it was? It was apple butter. Apple butter. Yeah. We're yeah changing That's it up. That's good. That's good. I like it. No, I've never seen it before. No. It's quite tasty. How do you, how do you make your latkes? Like, do you do you do you do you shred the potatoes yourself <laughs> by hand? No. Over a hot stove? No. I get that dollar fifty box from the grocery store, put some water <laughs> in it, mix it with an egg, bada boom, bada bing, you got pancake mix. I used to make. <laughs> I guess I guess they were essentially latkes, but I used to make potato pancakes, and I'd do that. I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to grind this potato nope. into pieces and sometimes feeding like five people i needed no, the box comes with two pouches and each pouch makes about 10 latkes you and your corporate sold out <laughs> big latka got to you that's the problem here <laughs> right. that's of course by the time this thing airs it will no longer be the first day of hanukkah it will be subsequent day of hanukkah <laughs> x x day x day <laughs> fill in day it'll be the day of, hanukkah. <clears throat> day of hanukkah exactly um and uh and when that day arrives people are going to be saying what podcast are we listening to and we should probably tell them so what what is this here podcast this is fuse eight and kate that's correct and who are you i'm kate and i'm betsy that's right you're fuse i'm fuse eight eight i'm i'm not just any old fuse i'm the eighth fuse you're not the seventh nor are you the night. I'm a miracle of a fuse because I last eight fuses long. Oh, yeah. Didn't I tie that not well in it at was all? Close. It was okay. I mean, fuses like, like yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> I got the number right. Sure. And what do we do on this here podcast? We talk about latkes. Sometimes I mean, we talk about a lot of stuff, but latkes come up. In fact, well, latkes may come up in today's book in some way. Right. So every year. Every year I say to myself, when is Hanukkah? And then um, usually Just you Just like me, every other Jew. It's <laughs> <laughs> a problem with the, with the holidays. It's like Easter. You know, it moves around and you're like, where where to go? I don't, I don't even know. Um, but I managed somehow, well, by luck, and I'll explain where this luck came from later. But by luck, I was thinking ahead for once. And I was like, oh, I should get me a Hanukkah book. And, uh, and you know what? Someone recently tweeted, and I apologize to the person if they are listening. I doubt they are. But whoever this person was, I didn't, I didn't get their name. But they tweeted widely and loudly the other day, quote, Hanukkah books are for everyone. And you know, it's true. Because kids of other religions have to swallow down all that Santa and Frosty and all sorts of stuff in the schools that they, they read to the kids. So by gum, it ain't going to hurt anyone to do a little Hanukkah. Once in a while. And uh, and a little Hanukkah is what I brought today. So I'm just going to pull this book out here. Uh, Buddha, 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 Buddha. What's that title there? Latkes and applesauce. It should have been latkes and apple butter, but you know what you can do? By Fran Manushkin. That's right. Illustrated by Robert Spencer. 
Spoart. Spoart is good. I kept going Spoart, which is probably not the way that or, one would pronounce it. Or Spow Art. Ooh, Spow Art is awesome. I don't know what a Spow or, is, but it's art. Or there is a third option. Oh, what's it? Spow Art. <laughs> Officially now his name. Fantastic. It's from uh, 1990, this one. And uh, and I can tell you, this is this is the reason I chose this, is that I was reading through my Publishers Weekly's uh, Children's Bookshelf newsletter, like I do, twice a week, because I'm very faithful in that way, and there was an announcement in there. And the little announcement read, Karen Boss at Charles Bridge has acquired world rights to a new edition of the classic Hanukkah story, Latkes and Applesauce, by Fran Manushkin, newly illustrated by Chris Easler. Publication is scheduled for the fall of 2022. So we won't be seeing the new edition. Wait, so they're calling it a classic. I yeah, they were. I haven't read it yet. So I know, let's, right? Let's, it's kind of jumping the gun here. Let's yeah. see if it actually is. Okay. Well, in that case, you take that book and you determine. If that's a classic. All right. All right. While Kate does her read, I want to... I think the way to go with my little background information here is to concentrate squarely on Fran Manushkin. I think that's where I want to go. Partly because her life has been replete with luminaries. So I'm going to give you a little a little condensed version of her bio, which you can find on her website. Now, the thing I like about Fran is that she's got real Chicago ties. Born in Chicago, she got to be in an education from the Chicago Teachers College. And then after graduation, she moves to New York City. New York City. Um, and then she meets uh, Ezra Jack Keats, uh, you may have heard of his snowy day, or Goggles, which, by the way, is dedicated to Fran. Fun fact. Anyway, he told her about an editorial assistance opening in the children's book department of Harper and Row. So she was hired there. Uh, and for 10 years, she worked with people like Ursula Nordstrom and Charlotte Zolotow. And she worked with artists like Bruce Deegan, who you may know from the Magic School Bus books. And it was Charlotte Zolotow who urged her to write her own stories. So she wrote her first book, Baby, which for some reason was renamed Baby Come Out Later. I guess I understand why. Anyway, that was published in 1972, and she has never stopped since. And as you can see with this new announcement of her, the uh, book that she has coming out, uh, she's not she's not stopping anytime soon. So hat tip to you, Ms. Manushkin. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Yeah. Eh. Eh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a doggy and a kitty in there. You own a doggy and a kitty. I sure do. There's kitties and doggies. Yep. Galore. The end. The, the potatoes. You forgot the potatoes. Oh. And apples and... Yeah. Let's go through it. Sure. Sure. So, um, first of all, quick question. Sure. Why are the question marks weird? Why are the... <laughs> In what way do you find these question marks weird? Uh, every question mark throughout this story is not quite upside... It looks like it should be upside down, <laughs> but the dot stays in the place that it should be. So it's not like, you know, in, in, you know, in, in Spanish where the question mark is upside down. This is like... Upside down, but the dot stays at the bottom. This is every single every question mark single in the entire book. Every single question mark in the entire book. Why are the question marks weird? Unfortunately, this book did not choose to deign to inform us what the font is. Sometimes they do on the publication page. So I, w I was hoping maybe maybe I could help 
by finding information about whatever font has decided that question marks are verboten. But um, I don't know what this is. Okay. It is a mystery to me. Also, the first... One of many mysteries in this book. <laughs> right. Well, the first line of this book is, do you like to eat latkes and applesauce on Hanukkah? No? Then get out of here, you! This book's not for you! <laughs> I mean, and then after that, it says, of course you do. I do like that. I do like that, But. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably most kids who are hearing this story mm-hmm. have never had latkes with applesauce. So maybe asking that question right off the bat isn't a good opening line. I don't know. It makes them sound really tasty because of course you would if you if you were lucky enough to have it. Oh, you don't? Oh, you don't you've never right, tried it? Kind of oh, yeah, poor them. baby. Yeah, it I don't know about that. I think it's kind of makes them want to explore more. Also, okay, so it's about this family mm. that lives in a small village mm-hmm. far away, it says. I assume. Remember that. No, no, no. Okay. All you right. Just... All right. No assumptions. No yeah. assumptions. Hold on to All that right. far away. Okay. Far away. And they live in the middle of nowhere, according to the illustrations, and have just one tree. An apple tree. Right. One apple tree. Right. So um, let me... Then there's this blizzard, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what I don't understand. They say... Every year, they dig up potatoes to make latkes, and they pick apples for Mm -hmm. applesauce. Yep, with you so far. Yep. Mm -hmm. What place has apples in December? Um, um, I don't know. Maybe someplace. Australia? Maybe this takes place in Australia. I mean, even in California, you're not going to get... But it wouldn't get snow in Australia in in december so i don't understand where they are in this magical place well maybe it's like an apple like like a super late blooming fall tree how about that Uh uh-huh super late blooming yep so it's the first night of hanukkah Mm -hmm. they light the candle and they unfortunately because this blizzard came through they didn't they weren't able to get the potatoes they weren't able to get the apples because of the snow i'm assuming the potatoes are like literally frozen in the ground at this point and it would be well no the snow has covered the ground so they don't know where the potatoes are so they can't get them okay that makes that makes some sense okay right right. so they i'd have a big sense if i own the land but so they drink soup and uh and then all of a sudden they hear a N-E-W. Uh, that's a that's a classic picture book way of having a cat meow. A, a little yeah. cat. If it was yeah. a bigger cat, it'd be meow. That's true. But it's just a little it's a little baby it's cat. It's just a little baby cat. A little cat. baby orange cat, yeah. And uh and it's it's meow. clawing at the door and they let it in and and it's oh it's just a little kitten. <laughs> and they're like, Well, can we keep the cat? And they're like, Well, it's one of God's creatures, so of course we'll take care of the cat. Yeah. It'll eat the mice, so that's it has a job. That you can do. That's useful. Right. All right. And they said, well, you know, what What should we name her? And they're like, well, a, a name should fit as well as a glove. So I'm thinking, okay, well, what are they going to name the cat? Like, is it going to be like a... Stormy. <laughs> Stormy? Sure, they found it in a storm. That's Kylie Jenner's daughter. <laughs> Kylie Jenner named her daughter Stormy? Yeah. <laughs> FYI. Anyway, the worst fact I've heard it's all a Kardashian. Day. Anyway, so Why I'm over here thinking, like, are they going to name the kit the kitten like Esther, Eve, right. something, mm-hmm. Ruth, sure. something, you know, strong yeah. Jewish? I don't know. So yeah, yeah. then <laughs> uh, they they play dreidel and they all go to bed. The end. Oh wait, no, sorry. There's a, there's a second <laughs> a lot of night nights to get through it, baby. <laughs> right, right. It's all great. So on the second night, the snow comes down even harder. 
And then they, uh, you know, they still can't have potatoes or latkes, or sorry, potato latkes or applesauce. Right, right, right. And so they just eat their soup. And then all Got of a sudden, of soup. they make it last. Lots of soup. Apparently, we didn't prepare for anything else. We just have soup. But they heard this noise again at the door, and a skinny brown dog comes in. Mm-hmm. Okay, pause. Okay. Have you heard David Diggs, who was in Hamilton, oh, yeah. his new Hanukkah song? <gasps> no. It's called Puppy for Hanukkah. No way. It is funny and clever and super catchy, and I highly recommend go on YouTube, type right. in you have, Puppy for Hanukkah. You have just made up for the fact that you told me that thing about that Jenner daughter thing. So now You're that I know welcome. that, it all cancels itself See, out. I know You're back in my good graces. Yay! I know lots of things about pop culture. You do. So. That's a good fact. I like that fact. So as soon as I saw a poppy came to the door and it's Hanukkah, I just got that song in my head. So are they going to re- they gonna name it David? Uh, you know, that would be brilliant. It would be. Uh, but no. Uh, it's it's uh-huh. currently nameless. Name, so okay, now they have name to be determined. They have yeah. a TBD dog and, and a, a TBD, TBD cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then you can't just go naming things willy nilly. You know. As as the days progress, the snow is still falling, and they're running out of food. So it's I guess this was a freak snowstorm, and they didn't stock up on supplies. A freak before this snowstorm happened. in December. Do we? I mean, I keep December? wanting to. I keep wanting to say, do we know it's in December? But is Hanukkah ever in November? Uh, I think sometimes, like you know, like November thirtieth or twenty eighth. Sometimes. It okay, can so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one and say that usually it happens like midway through December, like it does here, and that they're just caught unawares. Sure. I'm giving them. I'm giving them all well, that. Well, they're benefit. running out of food. Yeah. And like every night they're having like, well, okay, they're running out of food, so maybe they'll have a little bit of bread. The next night they just have crumbs. I'm like, the crumbs is like sad. Yeah, but I'm like, do they not eat breakfast or lunch? Well, and also, like, what are we talking about when we say crumbs? So you mean like pre-made bread crumbs that you were going to use in other things because those can be quite tasty. I so. know. It says on the sixth and seventh when crumbs were all they had. So I'm thinking, well, maybe they're eating really big breakfasts and lunches and just having crumbs for that's dinner. That's what I'm wondering. Are, I are hope, they, that makes me feel less bad. I don't know. But then on the eighth night, um, they all decide to go outside and look at the stars and ignore the fact that they're starving and have no more food. <laughs> that is actually that pretty much what it says. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then the dog all of a sudden starts digging in the snow, you know, like dogs do. Dogs do that. And it digs up five potatoes it's like shoot that's a good move dog that's pretty awesome that's very good usually you discourage dogs from like digging in your yard but uh, due to the fact that we have somehow completely lost track of where we planted all our food yeah this is very useful yeah so now they have uh now they have potatoes which is great and then they hear the mew 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 again of Mm -hmm. the kitten and the kitten is in the tree yeah it was at this point where I was so baffled. I was like, because I had forgotten what the name of the book was. So I was like, what? Up in the tree, it's going to find like a bunch of milk? Like, what? I don't, I'm not sure what you could find in a tree. So, Well, this is this is where it gets a little silly for okay. me. Because right. it says, Mew, Mew, Mew came a cry from above. Papa gazed up at the heavens. The Holy One doesn't mew. <laughs> 
At which point I'm like, okay, but how great... Sharpest knife in the drawer, Papa. But how great would it be if God was a kitten? I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. I yeah. mean... It could totally be a You die. Movie. Yeah. And then you're greeted with a kitten. All those, all those internet memes suddenly make so much more sense now. It's, <laughs> it's not like, so bad. That's why we keep watching those on YouTube. So the tree... So the cat's in the tree. Papa climbs the tree to get the cat. And he says... Ah, how beautiful is God's creation? Because he's looking out. Yeah, like, he gets a good view up there. Right. And the... apple trees are notoriously easy to climb. And he says, from here, I can see all the way to Minsk. Oh, Minsk. Yeah. Right. You, you, that's, that's in Belarus. So I okay. just checked the temperature right mm-hmm. now. Right. How's that? Uh, so they have a high of 32 degrees. Okay. <laughs> Fahrenheit. Which means that ain't apple picking season. I'm still saying. All, uh, how are there apples on this tree? It's a miracle. Oh, right. Did you miss the part of the beginning when they said this was maybe a miracle? They're not like adamant about it. They're just like, could be. Right. We're like totally open to it not being a miracle. But we're like, why not? It could be. Well, there's lots of Jews who don't think the story of Hanukkah is you know, word for word right, actually right, happens. Right. So Not literally true. Exactly. So, yeah. Right. Maybe these apples got preserved in some form. So Or maybe they've all uh turned into delicious cider. Ugh. Well they yeah, decided to good. pick these apples. Right. And uh, cooking them up anyway. They're gonna they're gonna make applesauce, they're gonna make latkes, they're gonna have a delicious so, meal. How do you make latkes? I mean, I guess they must have oil. They have oil. So they're she eating saved, the crumbs, but she saved the oil. Okay. She saved the oil for Monica. Right, right. Yep. And maybe some salt. And then you don't need salt. You need salt? No, you salt don't. on your potato pancakes. No, you don't. Give them a little taste. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, but I put salt in everything. <laughs> put it on my applesauce if I could. They yeah. decide to name they finally have decided to name the animals. The dog that they the, dug up the potatoes. They're going to name the dog Latka. Mm-hmm. And they're going to name the cat Applesauce because it was in the tree with the apples. Right. And I'm like, okay, those are pretty good names. It's not a bad name. Those it's are actually good. for a pet. It's very, very good. Those are pretty good names. Almost great. And then uh, and then they eat and they have a good night. And they say, now was this a miracle? Who can say? <laughs> <laughs> it happened. It happened. And that's a miracle enough for anyone. And then it doesn't quite end oh yeah um there's like a long page. i'm gonna confess to you i didn't read that well um, you don't need to it's okay. just the story of hanukkah so if you're not familiar with oh. hanukkah it tells you what happens okay so that's how hanukkah like the came whole to be. Yeah, mennonite it's the whole not mennonites mennonite? mennonites <laughs> i'm making a, i'm making up stuff now uh, uh, yeah, yeah wrong yeah. religion i think wrong religion okay back it up back it up right so it's the story of hanukkah and then they also provide a recipe for how to make latkes that's good and how to play dreidel um it's a little like judaism 101 you will sure yeah, it's it's definitely more informative than it is at all storytelling. I suspect. It's just, here are the instructions for how to play dreidel. All right. Here are the instructions yeah. for how to make a latke. Yeah. Boom, 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 the end. Done. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's Hanukkah 101. Yep. Yeah, I suspect when they remake this, that end matter, that back matter, will probably be amended in some way. I suspect. I don't know for a fact, but it will be. So yes, this book will... In judging whether a book is a classic or not, uh, it is good to see who has deigned to continue to remember said book. Um, So there's this organization, and it is called PJ Library. And PJ Library does one thing. They send free Jewish children's books to families. Anyone who wants them. You can sign up for it. They're going to send you free 
children's books uh, that have some sort of Jewish content in them. I know this uh, partly because I, I featured them on my blog and partly because there's a family down the street from my little free library who is constantly filling my little free library <laughs> with PJ library books. Um, I know who the family is. I, I There's literally no one else on the block that it could be. Those books go out, though, I have to say. And they, they're decent, high-quality books. This book is in the PJ Library roster of regular books that they give out for free with the old Hanukkah thing. Um, but as we say, it came out it came out a little while ago. Um, I, should, I just want to make a quick note about the illustrator of the new edition that will be coming out. Uh, her name, as I mentioned before, was Chris Easler. Uh, she's based out of Chicago, so hello, Chris. And uh, I'm going to put a link to her website in the show notes because she's done these mock covers for children's books that she has not done the covers for but would be great if she did. So it was like Howl's Moving Castle and the Wee Freeman. The really cool images. People should check them out. She should be hired to do many book covers because she is clearly very talented. Okay. So, just putting in a plug for this total stranger that I've never met before. <laughs> and I have not seen the art for the new book at all. So there you go. Okay. Ratings time. You go first. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> I can't, uh, you know. How do you really feel about these Mennonites, Betsy? <laughs> the problem is, so it's really hard to write a Hanukkah book. I'm pretty sure that we, we kind of started at the top with that Trina Shard Hyman uh, Hanukkah book with the with the with the demons. You can't it's goblins. Go- the last one's a demon. I mean, he kind of looked like the Fantasia demon. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like the knight on bald mountain dude. Yeah, That's that what guy. he looked like. So you know, I'm gonna go with demon. I yes, fine. There were goblins, but uh, Herschel and the Hanukkah goblins. That's the name of it. Um, it's, it's, that's sort of, I mean, it's hard to beat that, that book, that book's so fantastic. This one doesn't have any otherworldly elements unless you consider apples that are somehow not completely disgusting to be a miracle, which many people would, I would say. Um, it's a simple tale. It's told well, it's told straightforward, but is it a classic? I mean, I think at this point, I know we're not supposed to compare our books to other books, but we've got, there's so many Hanukkah books out there these days. And... I would like to see this one with new art. Absolutely, I would. And maybe a little toning down, the, you know, maybe bringing in the language just a little bit because it's a bit on the wordy side. Um, I, 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 I give it a 3.5. It's not very high, but it's a fine book. Okay. Yeah, that's my fine vote. I said this was like a latke with no topping. It's, oh, it's kind no of, sour cream, huh? It's kind of, kind of bland. Mm-hmm. It's a fine story. I really don't like the illustrations um pastels and i put in my Blurred notes pastels i put in my notes it needs a little more chutzpah yeah needs so, a little kick yeah a little kick in the rear. And, and as you said i i definitely liked uh the the hanukkah goblins book well I, who doesn't like the hanukkah goblins book yeah this, yeah. this you can't... also like meet the latkes so yeah well yeah. i mean both of those are you know they get your attention yeah this and i is... like the latke who couldn't stop screaming so right that's a great very disturbing, wonderful book. <laughs> I highly lo- and recommend that. They one. get your attention. This they one, do. This There's one, a lot of screaming in that book. <laughs> well, this one doesn't get my attention. There's um, no screaming in this book. That's I, number one problem with it. It's. I don't hate it. I just no, don't really exactly. love it. So I gave it a four point five. Okay, so you're a little higher than me, but it's not a classic. not a classic. Not class. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. I'm sure maybe the new one will be. We don't know. Yeah, we haven't seen it. Could be. Could could have a little bit of a zing to it. We don't know. Letters time. So this one comes from Karen from Bet Perot Elementary. 
She wrote in about uh, the last book we did, which was uh, Marvin K. Mooney. Will you please go now? And she wrote, had to write in because I am that kid. My, she's Marvin K. Mooney? I, that's what, I was a little confused by that myself. <laughs> Apparently she's Marvin K. Mooney. My name is not Marvin K. Mooney oh. or any part of it, but I loved this book as a child. It was my favorite book growing up, and as a teacher, I would share it with students at the beginning of this year as we get to know each other. My second favorite book was Hester the Jester, which just sounds so freaking familiar. I need to look that up. And my third favorite book was No Fighting, No Biting. Hand, Hand, Finger, Thumb is fourth. I vividly remember reading and rereading Marvin K. Mooney as a child and loved to have it read to me. Huh. I, so that goes right in the face of what I was saying, where yep. I, I was saying no kid would be. So nope, she was that kid. All right, I take it back. It was a suspense-filled book. Would Marvin ever go? Yes. When the time has come, he will. So all right, hat tip to you, Karen. I'm sorry. I was under the impression that no child would just adore this book, but clearly... There you're is a, a certain level of suspense at work here. I love it when you're wrong. Ah, <laughs> Grown-up things we like. Just for that, you're going first. Oh, okay. So uh, last year, our parents decided to try and start a tradition, mm-hmm. which kind of got ruined this year because we're not getting together uh, yeah. for the holidays. However, they decided to make it work because the tradition is going to a local store buying a bunch of different kinds of soda and then everyone is going to try the sodas and rate them on a scale from like one to five whether you think it's good or not where'd you go um rocket fizz which i I mean where that is well there's a rocket fizz in kalamazoo michigan there's also one in los angeles i mean there's they're everywhere oh, the, two, the two big cities of america right? yep yeah. yep so let me read you uh the names of some of these sodas excellent will i be helping oh yes partic- yeah oh yes i like this game so if anyone wants to, it's a great game you know that my parents just made up last year yeah i think it's wonderful we and need a, we need a catchy name for it though get on that parents <laughs> So first we have Lester Fixin's artificially flavored bacon soda with chocolate. I will so try that mm-hmm. and loathe it, but try it. Okay. All the, right. The next one is, well, we'll leave that one for last. Okay. Uh, we have mustard flavored soda. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. What did yeah. I get into? Okay. We also have barf soda. Great chunky <laughs> flavor. <laughs> And uh, the color of it is nice and pink. It's very pink, At though. which point I said, what'd you do? Vomit up rosé? I, I know. Understand. Seriously, that's what it looks like. And the next one is dirt soda, shoveled and bottled in this the U.S. basically Bernie Bot's ever flavored bean, but exactly. drinkable. Exactly. Right. We have Gross Gus's Dinosaur Dung. <laughs> and my ultimate favorite, oh, uh, apparently the sales, uh, the sales rep said that the mustard flavor and this one ranch dressing soda are the two most disgusting ones wow so good time yeah good good time so good horrible time that's gonna that's gonna happen all right what's what's your grown-up thing uh nothing i i i i wow i don't know if i can compare with that i understand now why you asked me not to look at those wow okay (laughs) my grown-up thing's a documentary series on netflix um came out in 2018, after it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival, I, it had a title that did not ring any bells for me. Wild, Wild Country? Nope. Nope. So this is kind of a fascinating documentary. Um, it was about a controversial sort of Indian guru named Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, uh, or Osho, which was his actual name, I guess, and his 
uh, personal assistant, uh, Mamanan Sheila. And they created this community of followers in initially in India. And this was like in the 60s, late 60s, early 70s. And like all these white people like were going to India to try to find themselves. And then they would sort of find this guy and sort of like join his community. And then they all decided we need to find a place to live because the Indian uh, government was not too pleased with this whole situation. So they decided the best thing they could possibly do was go to Wasco County, Oregon in the middle of freaking nowhere. And they decided they were going to start a city of 10,000 people in the middle of nowhere. So they bought a freaking ton of land and they started moving out there. Now there were a couple problems with all this, First of all, uh, the shirt, this happened shortly after Jonestown, so they sure looked like a cult, because <laughs> they, they had a guru, check, and everyone was wearing the same clothes, basically. It's like they were wearing these weird kind of like red and orange, somewhat purpley clothes. The locals were not keen. Um, some of that was racism, and some of that was there are 10,000 people moving in next door, and our town literally has 40 people in it. And they started freaking out and they were like, oh my gosh, this is a cult. We have a cult that's moving in next door. Then the cult started going head to head with the town and started buying up all the things for sale in the town. That freaked out the residents even more. And I'm only two episodes into this documentary. I'm fascinated. I don't know where it's going. It's a lot of interviews with people who were a part of this group. They never call it a cult. And in the, interviewing the residents of town, the residents of town are like, no, it's a freaking cult. And you're going back and forth and you're trying to figure out what to believe. And, oh, it's fascinating. So Wild Wild Country documentary series, uh, as some have said, it was the Tiger King before the Tiger King. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Six episodes in total, I believe. So. Yay. So next week is going to be a Christmas book? I guess so. I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, it. it's coming around the corner. It is coming around the corner. I should probably grab one before they're gone. I will do a Christmas book. Yes. Why not? Next week I shall. Okay. Okay. What a teaser that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I hadn't thought about I was just so pleased I found a Hanukkah book. I, I wasn't thinking in terms of like, wait, there's another holiday that comes There's after another Hanukkah. one and another one and another oh, one. Oh, God, it grows. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> All right. But until I figure out what book that I am actually going to get, uh, I am Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our ranch dressing soda is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.